I didn't take the fish from the goddamn water. The fishermen of the British Isles who came to Newfoundland during the summer months was codfishing people. The problem of survival. Member for Half a million souls. Order, please. Order, please. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this inaugural episode of TBD, the new podcast from the Newfoundland Labrador Independent. My name is Drew Brown. I am the managing editor and sole employee. Joining me on this podcast today is Andy Bullman. Uh, Chef, writer, stand-up comedian, and the last thing that I forget. Library. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just want to be mentioning because school costs so much. Yes, so. no, it's it's true. Got to got to plug all librarian degrees out there. <laughs> and uh, Jen Brown. Uh, Drew's sister. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to take you on an adventure through everything that happens in the wonderful world of Newfoundland, Labrador, politics, and society this week. So, what was, like, the major thing that happened this week? Uh, the major thing that happened this week at the House of Assembly uh, was probably, I mean, they sort of packed everything into the end on Thursday, um, when you had Chess Crosby come out and say that he's really excited to have a leadership review called on himself and that it's okay if he's not charismatic because he's got substance. Uh, <laughs> he's got the substance of oat milk. Yes. <laughs> well, <Sorry>. you know, <laughs> well, you know, maybe that's part of the, the charisma, which was repeatedly what he called it, which we felt like maybe we should point out that's not how you pronounce charisma, but we'll let it slide. Um, yeah. So there was that, and then there was, right, so like sometime yesterday afternoon at like 4.30 p.m., I think, um, weirdly, they were having a debate about whatever law they're about to rubber stamp, and then by way of chirping back at the PC opposition benches, it made some comment about like, how dare you switch parties, Tom Osborne compared it to like, a divorce, except instead of being, it's like a divorce, he was like, now I know the member's opposite is divorced, and that's fine. I don't want to, I'm not going to get into that, but I just want to say it's like a, you know, crossing parties. And it was really like very clearly meant to be like, I thought sort of like a malicious chirp. And then, uh, everything just degenerated from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, this all comes on the heels of like the last two weeks being Jerry Byrne fighting racism single-handedly and holding up all progress in the House of Assembly. And then this week being a conversation about like, will the... Like, will the House Assembly actually be able to, like, work together? Like, will the opposition help the government with the budgeting? And, like, will we actually collaborate or will we all, like, scream at each other like children? And I think after three weeks of sitting, we pretty much have our answer. Uh, it's the children one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Byrne is, I think, one of the most controversial figures right now in Newfoundland politics because there's 2.6 million salmon to head and he didn't know anything about this. Yeah, I there's, mean... <laughs> I love how they keep calling the salmon, like, salmon farming an industry. It's not an industry. What you should be doing is taking that money and protecting the fish stocks that already exist, not trying to create a Frankenstein's monster. I mean... 
Yeah, there are some, I mean, there are some clearly issues with the way aquaculture has been handled off the south coast of the province so far. I mean, 2.6 million salmon dying in one year is really not good. Um, I'm pretty sure even in like Scotland, where they've been having problems with this industry for like two decades, I'm pretty sure like they're not that far past 2.6 million salmon deaths. Like we really like in one single bound, we're almost up to Scotland. Um, What kind of questions? Oh, brutal. Not, Not great for Newfoundland. Um, what kind of questions are, is Jerry Burnt getting relating to the salmon in the house this past week? Um, this past week, not really so much. Um, the main water thing. water in the bridge now. Yeah, it will sort of, yeah, it's, it's, on. yeah, it's, I mean, that's the, the true happened. reality of it. It we won't speak of it again. I mean, yeah, it happened. The, the CEO of the company came in and apologized and the government won't apologize, but that's fine. Um, well, but I guess it's going to have to be. Yeah. Well, you know, I have taken to saying it's fine as a coping mechanism for all the things <laughs> in my life that are not fine and I can't that stop. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's it every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there hasn't been too much stuff about the aquaculture in the house this week. Jim Din asked a question about it. Um, and Sherry <laughs> Burns said, you know, like it was a really sort of like it was very civil and like polite and. Yeah, you know, it's like, can you tell us more about the letters? And he was like, everything's fine. Um, as opposed to like the last two weeks, which is like, can you tell us what happened? And he's like, how dare you be racist in this house? I will never stop. I'm Jerry Byrne. Uh, <laughs> can I just jump in real quick? Absolutely. Um, what do you think Jerry Byrne can do to like save face? <sighs> I mean, at this point, I think like... I think the best thing for Jerry Bird to do has been, like, keep a lower profile, which is sort of, I think, what he's been doing this week. Like, he was a lot less... He got fewer questions in the house, and when he did get questions, he was a lot, like... Like, there was one point I think they asked... I mean, Jim didn't ask... Or Allison Coffin asked a question. You know, is it normal for government to, like, record all of their meetings secretly and then not tell people? Um, and Jerry... It's great. It is a great question. And I would have to go back and check answer to see what Jerry Burns said. But you actually couldn't hear him because he kind of got up and just, like, mumbled a little bit and was very sort of, like, demur. It does seem like the ball government is very good at being like, we're working on that. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that is sort of their default answer for basically any question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either we're working on it or the Tories did muskrat falls are the two responses to right. basically any issue that's I raised. saw that Brian Peckford got brought up uh, this week. Yes, that's true. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I love how they loved it. They're just like, well, he did cucumbers. Yeah, they're so. ba- well, yeah, I mean, Twilight Falls basically like, I would never take advice from him. He did this from Greenhouse. And then Chess Crosby's like, how dare you besmirch a former premier? And then Twilight Falls like, I, I respect all premiers. I just don't like Brian Peckford or his opinion. Yeah. I mean, Brian Peckford in the cucumbers, I mean, that was the original boondoggle. We can all admit, obviously, this isn't the place for cucumbers. I mean, I th- the thing is, like, I feel like that was, like, such a good idea, but before its time. Like, if we had, like, hydroponic greenhouses now, it would be good. Like, we could grow so much weed in them. I don't know. I was in the archives um, recently, and I found the, the cucumber cookbook that oh was God. sent home to every home in Newfoundland. Oh, wow. And it's just uh, jelly moles with cucumbers in them, and fish, and then cucumbers on top. And then the book's like, there's so many things you can do with cucumbers, am I right? It was obviously not going to work out, but cucumbers were a boondoggle, but it's hilarious to me that Dwight Ball would point to that because Muscat yeah, Rock Ball is obviously such a worse, a yeah. worse thing. No one's going to, the cucumbers killed no one. Muscat Ball is going to kill people. 
Am I allowed to say any of this? <laughs> what are the rules? <laughs> Did we lay that out? <laughs> okay. I don't think there are rules. I, yeah, I mean, there are definitely no rules. I guess we should try to avoid things that could be libelous. <laughs> I don't have any money. Don't come for me, please. <laughs> like, we'll am we'll I, edit am that. Am I clear now? What are the rules? <laughs> yeah, let's. that is a good question. Maybe, what are the rules? Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> probably can't outright call people liars. Oh, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's just say that Jerry Burns got an interesting relationship to the reality of the things happening around Jerry Burn, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> How is Allison Coffin doing in the house? Uh, you know, she's doing like reasonably good. I, I mean, still, um, the NEP bench is still like. They're obviously the rookies in the house, but, like, I think they're definitely starting to find their feet, and it's coming along. I mean, the issue with, like, the issue with the NEP is because of the way question period works, they get, like, two to three minutes at the end to get a couple questions in, and they're usually, like, Allison Coffin will ask any question about anything, usually related to, like, what are you gonna, like, how are you, how's the oil industry working? What are you guys doing about whatever? And the government will just say, well, like, we support jobs, and you don't. Yeah, we're working So, yeah, yeah, like, so, you know, fuck you. Um, which is basically the tone of like every response to, or you know, like the, or yeah, you know, like someone will like like Jordan Brown's been pretty good for this. He'll get up and he'll ask like for a specific update on a very specific project, which the minister's always like, "I'll look it up for you." I don't know, uh, which is good. But when you're sitting there watching all this happen, are you disturbed by like how little actually gets done? Oh, I can't think about that sort of thing anymore. I just like I have to just like. I can't think about the fact that like this is actually where like laws get made. And this is, how <laughs> this is actually like how the province is. Yeah, this. like this is yep. the province like supposed to like governing itself, but instead it's just like shit that I haven't seen since like grade seven. It's so many personal attacks. It's that's basically all it is. It's like they'll sit back, they'll like chirp each other, they'll like have a couple of like. Well, how come the government's bad? Well, the opposition is also bad. And so, like, they'll do that for a while. But then, like, it'll start getting, like, them, like, because they're, like, trapped in this room with each other. And, like, they there's some, like, weird personal tension. And then, like, everything starts getting, like, heated and warped. Like, Ugh, It's like yeah. Tina Fey's Mean Girls, but not as well written. Yes. <laughs> the jokes aren't as good. Yeah, it's I. I mean, I haven't like qualitatively studied this yet. I have a theory that like our politics have gotten like dumber, and like the one-liners and the chirping is not even as good as it used to be. Like maybe back in the seventies, but I have not actually done any studies, so I can't prove this. This is just a theory. I think it would be hard to study that. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely lose my mind if yeah. I hadn't lost it already. So during question period, who do we hear from the most? Uh, generally the PCs, like PCs and government, like government just because it's a government, but like usually like the Tories will get like say question periods like 30 minutes long, the Tories will get like 20 minutes, the NDP will get like 10, depending. If it's a Wednesday, then they also have to get questions from the independents, so Eddie Joyce and Paul Lane both each get one question, which has been very interesting so far in that <laughs> Eddie Joyce is either asking about Eddie Joyce and relitigating the harassment scandal from last May. Uh, <laughs> or he's asking, you know, like, come pave the roads. So, you know, the, the classic Newfoundland MHA grievances. Um, Pauline so far has just been like, Muskrat Falls is bad, and I will apologize every day of my life for it. How come no one's going to jail yet? And the premier will be like, I can't. Uh, and so that's basically <laughs> where we are so far. Uh, that's sort of how the house has been shaping up uh, the fall sitting. It's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Are there any? Do they ever go in with an agenda or a theme? 
yeah there's just like every day there's like there's like an order of paper and it's like here's what's going to happen and like the beginning yeah okay. so like there's there's like a structure and an organization to it um so like i'm Who into like this. that the the government oh, man, that's a really good question i should know this stuff <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> it's yeah there's like a house management committee and like the clerk and the speaker so there's like a whole i never cared about any of the legislative shit ever no no it's uh, all cool <laughs> <laughs> and what else? i'm just trying to think what, what else do you not know that you'd like to know honestly i don't know much about politics like at all okay but... i don't understand how these people in government that we voted in can't work together to solve our problems yeah i no. mean yeah um <laughs> So the like the traditional answer to this is that you know because democracy is about representing different opinions and everyone is in there to like have respectful disagreements and just yeah, um, I mean in actual practice I just think it's because like I, I mean in this province like there is no real like reasonable difference between people based on party it's just like one set of one club of people that know each other and another club of people that know each other and sometimes they swap governments it's like cheering for different hockey teams like there's objective like there's no actual objective difference in terms of like which team is like good or bad like based other than just like they have different players on them sometimes but like you know how people like get like the Leafs are always good and the Habs are always bad even if that like who fucking cares what, um, <laughs> what I struggle with is that um, they're in here arguing for what they believe is what the people that voted them in <clears throat> want yeah but we don't actually, as everyday ordinary citizens, we don't have much interaction with politicians. Yeah. They go, I, once an election is over, we have no, there's no open houses. There's no places where we can go and ask questions. There's no, let's go to a brewery and have three politicians talk to us about climate change. Nothing like that happens in this province. Mm. So when they're in there asking questions and having their little arguments amongst themselves, how do they know what our beliefs are if they're not out in like yeah i mean interacting with us yeah the community engagement piece is missing yes yeah i mean so the the provincial government right now will tell you that like they actually do lots of engagement and they have lots of like online websites and occasionally they'll have like open halls and so, so like this week earlier siobhan cody did host an open hall about like people could come and talk about like what do you think about the economy uh like that's great how much input that actually like matters it's hard to say and like not necessarily everyone's able to like go to those things they do was it well attended and like yeah. i keep an eye out for these things and i didn't see it yeah it was so. one of those things like i i saw it and i was like i would like to go to this but i can't because i don't have the time <laughs> which is like you know like i mean that's so that's a big part of it as well i know that like so I, I think a lot of it too is I mean in terms of like the opposition parties I mentioned they're still talking to like constituents and stuff so like especially in question period a lot of what will happen is like someone will raise a question like you know somebody in my constituent somebody in my district called me and they have this issue with the roads and like what's the deal with the roads like can you tell me what's you know or, or something like you know like I've, I heard from a constituent who like needs access to health care but they can't get it you know yes there was a lot of stuff about cataracts yeah. this so week there's, i mean there's, there's a lot of sort of like that basic sort of like clientelism let's say where the government is like you're a consumer and you need shit from your government so you get like your ombudsman to bother the government which is sort of how the opposition stuff here works uh but i mean yeah it's it's there's a definite disconnect between the things that get discussed in the house and like what people are actually talking about and like want to see talked about because everything sort of follows this, like, its own weird... Like, it's it's a really weird, like, self-contained system up there. It's a bubble, basically. Um, and, like, once you're inside of it, 
<laughs> not necessarily a lot of things get in from the outside is at least what I've noticed. Um, yeah. So how can we break that? <laughs> how can we break the bubble? Yeah. That is a really good question. I mean, the, 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 the most important thing is like more people just need to start paying attention. Um, and when government does or says really dumb and outrageous things, they should get more agitated about it. Um, especially cause like we're in a really weird situation where like this is a minority government. So like there, you know, like things could change. The government could like lose support. There could be another election sooner rather than later. Like gov it actually does matter that government has to do things that like everybody in the house agrees with, but that's like not where they are right now. They still seem stuck on the, like, we can do whatever we want, which is really, really grating to see when it is the case but it's even worse when it's like this is not the case at all but you're still posturing like you're king shit when you're not will chess crosby actually be able to work on collaborative like i mean to, to me yeah. it seems like he's just as much a part of the problem yeah i mean that's the other thing like i don't want to make it sound like it's all the liberals fault because it's definitely not it's like it's the Tories are very guilty of this as well like mm -hmm. chess like and this is the other thing too right like chess crosby comes out and he's like well i don't have charisma but i've got substance and it's like but you, know, you, you but you it's like but you don't though i think he was like, trying to say chutzpah probably <laughs> i think that's what he was going for oh, yeah, i that's think true i think yeah i think he took the two words and he did like he did a little sandwich with them but like, that's okay though that <laughs> he's totally, got substance yes, it's true. <laughs> well, yeah fine. but it's like but he actually but like he doesn't have substance though yeah. because like like election night he came out and he was like you people will rue the day you didn't give me power i'm a new broom and then the next <laughs> yeah and then the next day he was you know it's like this is a constitutional crisis the government should resign we gotta investigate the governor general it's like all oh, this is like crazy it's like dude like what like like go home like take a break the election's over and you lost it's fine yeah. And then, like, to come back and, like, now it's, like, substance. But he's, like, we need a referendum on equalization. for Like, it's just, like, he's just doing, like, all this crazy shit that also, is thoughtless. I think thoughtless. anyone who stands up and says, I'm a person of substance is just definitely not a person of substance. I think people of substance constantly worry about whether or not yeah. they have Well, substance. I mean, it's, it's one of the things, right? If you just stand up and be, like, I'm cool, you're by definition not, not cool. cool. Like, oh, not tell. Show us you have substance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't have to, like, I'm the one with substance, not the one with charisma, even though there's like, nobody in the house right now with charisma. Charisma's dead at the house assembly. So, for people who don't know, can you break down how question period works? And and because I think a lot of people have no idea what happens when they're doing that. Yeah, right. So, um, so, basically, the way that, like, the house works is, like, every afternoon at either 1.30 or 2 p.m., um, 2 p.m. on Wednesdays, 1.30 every other day, you go in and then you have, like, statements from members, which is, like, random people get up and be like, I want to say some nice things about this person in my district or whatever. Um, and then you've got statements from ministers, which is the minister gets up and is like, here's some great thing my government's doing. And then you get each party as someone to respond being like, this is a great thing or it's a stupid thing, you should fix it. Um, although they're usually pretty polite in ministerial responses. Uh, so then after that, you get question period, which is basically like a 30 minute period where opposition gets to like ask government questions about, um, like what they're doing and programs and basically like to hold them accountable, um, to the public, uh, in theory. Um, so that's like a 30 minute period that's like allotted based on like how much, like how big the parties are. How many seats you have? Yeah. So the Tories are like the official opposition. So they get them, they get like 20 minutes or whatever of questions and then the ndp get the 
like remainder unless it's a day where the independents are also featured which is wednesdays uh in which case like eddie joyce and paul lane also get a question each right so. eddie joyce is like i'm still upset <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah eddie joyce is mainly like relitigating the things that happened to eddie joyce in the past yeah uh, <laughs> does he refer to himself in the third person oh yes yeah, he's like eddie joyce is it upset is. Yeah, eddie. <laughs> that's okay eddie joyce <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean that's basically how question period works, and like it's supposed to be like thoughtful asking, holding government to account. Like in in reality, it's like everybody knows they're being like filmed, and everybody knows this is like the only part that anyone pays attention to. So it's a constant like theater kind of play, yeah. where you try to get in like a really like devastating question sure, um, to trip true. up the government, or the government tries to get like a really good like clap back. Like it's just statements for headlines. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, like sometimes it's more useful than others. Uh, but have you sat through it recently where something productive happened? That's a good question. Um, like occasionally, occasionally you'll get a moment where someone will ask a question, like, can the minister give us an update about this program? And the minister will say, yes, I'll get the documents and we'll bring them in. And like, some, like sometimes that actually does happen. It's like really, it's usually nothing. It's usually nothing like anything outrageously important that we actually care about. It's like a more minor sort of background thing um but yeah generally like it is hard to say that question period is maybe productive in some ways like it's basically like you just find out like what the different parties are thinking about um which is usually just disappointing (laughs) uh how long does it last how long is it three hours and and does it go right till christmas and then does it take a recess just for people who don't know right yeah so i mean like question period is a 30 minute period the house sits like every afternoon till about 5 30 sometimes like in the mornings as well depending on like what's on the table how much work like how many things are gonna pass so this theater of dramatics happens every day monday through friday uh monday to thursday and then on friday they go to on friday yeah on friday they go back to their like their districts i guess so so they do a theater thing for four days and then one day in their oh and then a weekend uh, where they just enjoy their their piles of money like Scrooge McDuck. Okay, cool. That's how government works in Newfoundland. Great. Well, I mean, can I get two? No, no, I don't think so. I'm just like I'm not in a position where like I'm used to like I'm used to being the one that's like flying off the left field and like, oh, now I'm like no, that's okay. It's, good. it's a nice change. Of, it's a nice change of pace. I'm oh, like, it's just right. where I'm comfortable. No, it's good. All right, I have to it's be. It's really the... heartbreaking when you look at like who's in the house and you see like the breakdown and they're like pay and it's like oh it's twenty thousand for this person just to travel yeah yeah well i mean and there's well and there's also it sounds like they're 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 doing theatrics they're not actually doing the work well i mean like they they are in the sense of like they're you know like laws are still being passed and stuff like things do still happen but yeah i don't it's like there's not a lot of like i would say like necessarily intelligent discussion and debate around the things that happen um yeah for the most part okay like i mean this is you know like they were like it's and it's like this constant back and forth chirping over everything too right it's not confined to question period like when tom osborne was like so i know you're going through a divorce so i'm not going to get into it but like, mr speaker i know the member opposite is divorced and i'm not going to go into that mr speaker but i'm going to compare crossing the house i'm going to uh, hang on now. Order, get, please. Get. I want to remind the members, uh, temperate language should be used in this house. I want to remind members. Order, please. Order, please. Worse is happening. It's a thing that happens. Uh, like, that was, they were talking about, like, they were doing legislative debate, right? Like, 
It wasn't even like a question period pissing contest. Yeah, poor Kevin Parsons. Yeah, it's like, it's, I'm I mean, sure that's painful enough. Not that it's so silly. Yeah. So, like, so, like, technically, you're probably not supposed to. This might actually be an issue where, like, the so, like, I really love Scott Reed. Uh, I used to work for him. He's like a second cousin of ours by marriage, but like, <laughs> not really great at controlling the house's speaker uh so like this was basically so like when the divorce thing came up yesterday like the first thing is like this is disgusting this has no place here which like because like technically i think you're not you aren't supposed to bring up like private individual details about people because you're supposed to be like the member of so-and-so who you know like you're supposed to leave all that shit out mm-hmm. um so like but then when it came up in the house you know the speaker was like this is just a private dispute between two members whatever which is like not really how it works you know like this like you need to enforce the rules to make sure that like this thing works right anyway um so it goes till when do they take a recess i think they're taking a recess from this sitting in the first or second of december i think and they're back again in march until and when they so you said they, they set an agenda every day and that's clerks within the leading government body yeah basically so like every day it'll be like it's like every day like a little slip of paper comes into like the press gallery room that's like here's what's on the thing for the day okay and like yeah and like if it changes at all like they have to like they'll talk about it in the house when it's like i move that we add this thing you know what i mean so it's like uh very like robert rules of orders type stuff like if you've ever been to like a board meeting it's like that but on a grand scale which is sort of why it's hellish i think (laughs) Um, and drives everybody inside batty. Um, what? <laughs> I think we need to go. I feel like we have to. I would love to. Yeah, we have to go know, and sit in. Yeah. Go. Uh, I highly recommend it. Everybody should definitely go take in and see how the sausage gets made, um, for sure. <laughs> I mean, your tweets are great. You're super entertaining. And, you know, well, I yeah. kind of get the spark notes. Of what's going well, you know, I mean, I. And I also feel like. We only need this. Most the Sparks yeah. notes are great. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a terrible thing to watch. Day I, in, day out. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> like. I don't recommend doing it for fun, but it's like everyone should definitely come and just like see it to see what it's like. Cause... Is it like Coronation Street where you can watch it for a couple of weeks and then disappear for months and you come back and it's almost like they're on the same day? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Just big Coronation Street energy at the house. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Oh man, we, okay. should get, we should get that as the theme music for this big show. Big Coronation Street energy. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, do they Are there any standout stars? Are there any people right now where you're like, this is a person who speaks eloquently, makes sound arguments, and is impressive, and I would vote for them. Is there anyone that stands out to you as a star when you go to the house? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple people that I think are pretty good in the House Assembly. Like, I really like Leela Evans, uh, Torgat Mountains. She's been pretty good. Um, like, Paul Din with the Tories is also reasonably good. Like, the thing with the Tories is, like, it really depends on, like, the questions that they're given. Sometimes they're really good, and sometimes they're not. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, Leela Evans, Paul Dennard's pretty good. Like, Jordan Brown has been excellent, actually, in the House of Assembly, and, like, he's, he was a bit nervous when he started, but he's really sort of, like, finding his feet, and it's, like, actually great to have him there. This is our NDP candidate from Labrador? Yes, the... Okay. <laughs> two votes. Two yes. votes. Okay. Your vote matters. <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> yes. really matters. Uh, yes, especially if you live in Labrador West. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty good. Like, Jim, Jim Dinn's been decent in the House. He's taken being labeled as a racist by the fisheries minister, like, a champ. Uh... <laughs> 
What is that based on? Um, where where oh does this? God. Where is like, this? What is that about? Where is where is Jerry Byrne coming with okay, this? Where does it? So the story mm-hmm. is, in 2018, I think like July 2018 or May 2018, there was a meeting between the Salmon Federation people and the government and some other representatives, and some guy in the meeting said something like, you know, you know, like the we got to have the indigenous people here because you got to kowtow them or something, and you know, like really not called for it. Right, that was and an administrator though, right? That no, wasn't... yeah, that was like some other guy. That That's was not, an unnamed yeah. person. We yes, don't know who that, that is. is. A, yeah, that okay. is a that is <laughs> that is not Jim Din. So is he trying uh, to put that on Jim Din? Well, yeah. So basically, his argument is like, so when that happened. Jerry Byrne said, like, hey, that's not appropriate, you know, like, and Jim Jim was also like, yeah, that's not appropriate, you know, like, that's also, you know, it's not appropriate, like, they're here because there's a, you know, like, legitimate constitutional right to consult or whatever, and Jerry Byrne's argument was basically, like, Jim Din didn't condemn the guy's remarks strongly enough, and then, like, didn't, it's like, when the guy resigned the board, didn't advertise to all the other orgs in the salmon industry that this guy had made this comment and that like don't hire him or whatever so like jerry burn dragon's basically like jim did, did not do enough to stop racism okay so Whereas this is a jerry red herring to get the to get the sort of <laughs> oh yeah this, pressure has, off this has jerry absolutely Byrne. nothing to do with okay. any of the actual things happening right he's yeah. just calling out jim Dan to get some pressure taken off yeah. him for not yeah. knowing so that was yeah that was our whole like second week of the four weeks we're gonna have government sit this fall wow <laughs> yeah Oh, great. Yeah, sounds like so much is getting done, and we're just... <laughs> well, you know, he was on his good behavior this week, so, you know. Um, that's Jerry Burns' good behavior. Yeah, that's Jerry Burns' good behavior <laughs> is, yeah, him not showing about racism at the NDP. Uh, everything's fine. That's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> See, it's a good mantra. Yeah, it is, fine. yeah. One more, one more kink in the neck. It's fine. <laughs> what other drama happened in the house this week? I think, I think that's basically it for the things in the house this week. I'm like trying to rack my brain. Nothing really jumped out at me. Like they were yelling about roads the other day, and it was really like. Do we have any idea of how the constituents in Eddie Joyce's riding feel about the fact that Eddie Joyce? Yeah. Brings up Betty Joyce all the time. I mean, the third person. I Do mean, know he, he's he was reelected with a huge landslide. So, I mean, they knew what they were signing up for. I mean, Eddie Joyce is well beloved in Eddie Joyce's home district. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, good for Eddie Joyce. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Must make Eddie Joyce feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> Making Eddie Joyce feel good. a really good question uh i've decided i'm gonna take up sketching again just because i need some creative outlet that isn't soul crushing and writing turned into my job so i can't do that for fun anymore uh (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that's that's my life thing i'm gonna start sketching again and relearning how to draw oh my gosh uh i recently joined a basketball league i'm trying to like work on my like mental health and 
get into things that I used to enjoy doing when I was younger. And so, yeah, I, I play basketball once a week and that's kind of my good thing that I do for myself <laughs> in on. this burning world. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm um, going to go see the Mr. Rogers documentary. Uh, no, not documentary. Mr. Rogers movie. Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers. Nice. Yeah. That I, sounds so wholesome. I think I'm going to get like a big ass popcorn and I think I'm just going to maybe sneak a can of wine in and not pick my fun light thing. Can you do that? Probably. <laughs> if you had like a coffee mug. Yeah, no. or you know, you yeah. do like a, on "It's Always Sunny." You take a diet coke can and you put wine <laughs> in it and you just drink it there. I mean, that's the, that's exactly. Lots what of options, do. Yeah. definitely. So. Awesome. And wine in the movie theater on Sunday. That's my light thing. Perfect. You're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm on borrowed time. <laughs> <laughs> but these are misdemeanors. <laughs> Can I also just mention that back in the day, years ago, Drew made a Facebook page, um, the Bear Appreciation Station, where you just shared feel-good news about bears, and I really think you should bring that back. I, I should. Friday, yeah. Like every Friday posts otter pictures, otter, otter facts. Uh, I live yeah. for it. Man, yeah. I should bring back the Bear Appreciation Station. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was So that's basically everything for this week. Um, I think there's only about one week of sitting time left at the House of Assembly, so we'll see what comes up uh, at the end. We've been promised a fall fiscal update, so we'll find out how broke Newfoundland Labrador actually is. And I uh, won't have to guess about it anymore because it's an election year and they got to tell us everything's great. They can actually tell us what's really up. What's your uh, guess? Do you think, you think we're broke? You want to uh, I mean, put money on it? I'm going to say that the fact that they're dropping it on us, like, the day that the session leaves and then they're all, like, leaving for our corners of the province suggests, like, it's probably not going to be great. Uh, but you never know. Um, they are wizards up there finding ways to make bad news look like sort of okay news. So, I mean, I guess we'll find out, if not next week, the week after. Great. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so thanks for everybody for listening. This has been the inaugural episode of the New Independent uh, Podcast. Uh, I'm Managing Editor Drew Brown. I'd like to thank uh, Andy Bowman and Jen Brown for joining me on the show. Great, thanks for having us. Thank you. Perfect. Oh, and uh, produced by Luke Quinton. And if you enjoyed any of this, please uh, feel free to donate to The Independent as we rely on readers and listeners like you to survive. Thank you very much.